There is power in drawing insight about your relationship with money from the traits of other relationships in your life and business. So I suggest you tap into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money, it's never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. Before we dive into today's show, on a scale of one to five, where would you rate your relationship with money? Or more specifically, the quality of your relationship with money? Is it one, which equals poor? Is it two, which equals fair? Is it three, which equals good? Four, very good. Or five, excellent. And then once you've given yourself a rating, why? Send me a DM on Instagram to share, and I cannot wait to read your answers. Just put my name in the search bar, Jaquette Timmons on Instagram. I'll pop up if you're not already following me and send me a message. Again, I'd love to hear how you would rate yourself in terms of the quality of your relationship with money. So now on to today's show. Something I know firsthand is that financial well-being wasn't as pervasive and integral to the wellness initiatives of corporations and AM Law 200 firms as they are today. For background, I delivered my first workshop for a national nonprofit organization in 1996. Unbeknownst to me then, that speaking engagement contributed to the path that I've been on ever since. In 2000, I had the awesome privilege to conduct workshops for AT&T, my first Fortune 100 client. About 11 years later, I delivered a workshop for my first law firm client. One of the many reasons I was always, and I do mean always grateful for these opportunities is because I was fully aware of the risk these entities were taking. Because you gotta understand, back then, financial workshops beyond the tactical information-driven how-tos of how to invest in the sponsored 401k or 403b plan, they were extremely rare. So that they would bring me in with my relationship with money angle when it wasn't as highly embraced and talked about as it is today, well, that was definitely unusual and dare I say, progressive even. Hence the reason I am so grateful for the folks that said yes. So for the longest time, well-being initiatives at many corporations, large and small, AM Law 200 firms, and even some well-known nonprofits, they were considered soft skills. As a result, this type of training wasn't considered a key component of professional development, and there wasn't much of a budget allocated toward it. Thankfully, and I do mean thankfully, things have changed. Though I really can't pinpoint when the cultural shift happened, 
man, I sure do love it. I am really digging that financial well-being is now integrated into the wellness initiatives sponsored by those in the C-suite, giving HR, professional development teams, and affinity and employee resource groups the budget they need to bring in folks like me. I appreciate that employers of whatever stripe are recognizing that their employees are human beings. They're not robots. So that means that when they show up, they don't leave parts of themselves at the proverbial door. I appreciate that employers now see this particular soft skill of money as one that contributes to an employee's degree of engagement, productivity, retention, and happiness. Just like helping them with other soft skills, like say meditating or a tangible skill can. Here's what I find fascinating though. Now that more employers see financial wellness initiatives as strategic imperatives, because the other thing that they're trying to do is counter the lack of productivity because their employees are stressed about money when they come to work, um, I find that the challenge now is to get employees to do the same thing to get employees to consider financial wellness as a part of their personal strategic imperative. And while there are certainly more folks today that understand there's more to personal finance than just focusing on the numbers, there's still a camp of folks who haven't quite gotten on the bandwagon yet. According to their perspective, financial wellness has nothing to do with one's relationship with money. For them, it truly is all about the numbers. But before I or anyone else can get them to see the importance of shifting their gaze beyond the numbers and working on their relationship with money, they have to first acknowledge that one exists which is kind of hard if you are unable to fathom having a relationship with something like money. Yet there's something that I know for sure, and I will proclaim it every chance I get, as you are likely well aware if you've been listening to this podcast for a bit of time, and that is you have a relationship with money. I have a relationship with money. We all do. And it matters not where you are on the spectrum of income and wealth, not where you were, not where you are currently, not where you may be in the future. However, I've learned that it's a better use of energy not to try and convince folks of this. So what do I do instead? This is what I do instead. There's an exercise that I walk my coaching clients and pricing masterclass guests through because it helps them to draw parallels between other relationships in their life and business and their relationship with money. I call the exercise five and five. And we're not going to go into the entire exercise in this episode, but let's talk about the first half, the first five. And this is where I will invite people and I'm inviting you to do the same thing. And that is think about the five people that you spend the most time with. 
And I do recognize that going into the third year of this pandemic still has greatly affected who those five people are. But whether you are spending that time with them physically, whether you're doing Zoom calls, FaceTime calls, um, or just talking on the phone, or chatting with them through, you know, family chat, group chats. Who are the five people that you spend the most time with? Make note of A, who they are. B, what's the nature of your relationship with them? What are the ways in which they energize you? What are the ways in which they deplete you of energy? So you have in your mind those five relationships with the people that you spend the most time with, even if that time at this juncture is not necessarily physically in presence with them. Now, what I want you to do is think about your current relationship with money. Which of the five people that you've just written the names down for Which of those people does your relationship with money most reflect? If you were standing in front of a mirror, right? And money was, you know, in front of the mirror, what would be reflected back in terms of the representation of the person, the nature of your relationship, the ways in which they energize you, the way in which they deplete you of energy? So much is illuminated by your answer whether it mirrors one or aspects of several of the relationships that you've just made note of, especially when you include additional questions like, would you describe the relationship that money mirrors as healthy? How do you define healthy? How is today's definition different from how you may have defined healthy in the past? Do you feel supported by that relationship? And then thus, do you feel supported by your relationship with money? What emotions stand out when you think about your relationship with money, the one that mirrors the relationship that you've just noted or relationships if it's more than one? And what emotions are dominant when you think about money? I could go on and I will, because I have a few more thoughts to share on this. And so I'll be back next week to share and to talk more about the power of drawing insight about your relationship with money from other key relationships in your life and in your business. And part of the reason for wanting to do this series is to really just kind of help people to understand that there's always overlap, there's always an intersection. And if you're stuck in one relationship, looking at it through the lens of another relationship can often give you some ideas of how to get unstuck. For today, though, I simply wanted to get you thinking not just about your relationship with money, but the health of your relationship with money. That's why I hope you will view the questions that I've shared with you in this episode, not just as food for thought. I hope you will invest the time to actually answer them. After all, You take a pulse check to make certain other key relationships in your life are in good shape, right? If they get a little bit off, you know, track off the rail, you check in and you're like, hey, what's going on? 
You do this proactively when things are going well, as well as reactively when challenges emerge and you want to get back on track. Or am I making an assumption there? I'm going to presume I'm right. <laughs> I'm going to presume that I am right on that front. And my whole point is this, let's make sure that you are doing the same with the thing that affects almost every aspect of your life and business too, AKA your money, honey. <laughs> all right, as always, I thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening all the way until the end. If you'd like to share how you rated the quality of your current relationship with money and why you gave it that rating, and please do it without any judgment, please send me a DM on Instagram. Again, the scale is one to five, where one is poor, two is fair, three is good, four is very good, and five is excellent. I cannot wait to read your answers. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review because we do indeed read them. And as always, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. 